This is the Forge Your Life podcast, the podcast to help you smash into purpose, wealth, health, and relationships with your host, Richard Fu. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Forge Your Life podcast here with Richard Fu, your host today from richardfu.com. And today, guys, I'm excited to introduce you to a new friend of mine, right? He's from Israel. He is the founder of ABD Assets, you know, one of the leading international investment groups in the world. And I'm excited to have him on the show because he's going to share an interesting new perspective that's really going to be digging into not just going into starting your own startup, right? Because we've, we've had many of those already, but to actually talk about a new perspective where you buy an existing business and actually scale it up and make it even bigger. And that's what I'm excited to talk more about and learn more from my friend here, Moran Paul And guys, so please welcome Moran to the show. Moran, good to have you on, brother. Yeah, thank you, Richard. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited. Ah, uh, man, I, I love it. I love it. And I, I'm super excited to learn so much more here from you, brother. And so, Moran, man, for the people who don't know you and your work, could you share a bit more about who you help and how you actually got there, man? Yeah, so at the moment, my existing company is looking to buy existing businesses. In We're looking at deals in pretty much all over the world, in the UK, US, Australia, Canada. Hmm. Um, how I got to this position, I've been involved in different businesses over pretty much the last 10 years now mm. um, started by selling stuff on eBay when I was really young. And <laughs> afterwards, what was I the first a, thing you sold on eBay, man? I'd love to know. Yeah, actually. So me and my friend, we used to go to the local market here mm-hmm. and we used to just buy random pictures, buy it. We used to buy it for like 10, 10. So we used to buy it for the, my currency for like 10, which is like three, three dollars. And yeah. we used to go and sell it on eBay for like, um, so I'm just exchanging currencies here. Yeah. Say. And so, yeah, at least like 30 bucks. We used to buy yeah. for three and sell it for 30. So, yeah, that's, that's how it all started. And wow. um, since then, I had, uh, I had a marketing company and then I had a successful app company. I had mm-hmm. an app that um, came to the top 100 in more than 100 stores around the world, including wow. U.S., Canada, all the big ones. Um, after that, I had a, a devastating situation where Apple pretty much came and told me that I can't upload a new version of that app because what happened is Apple came with their version for that app. We used to do tips for iPhone. So we basically used to just create tips on how to um, use your iPhone in a more productive way. Ah, and one day, one day, Apple came with their own version and told me, hey, sorry, man, you can't upload a new version. And I was like, what? what am I doing now, yeah, right? Yeah. So all the, all the revenues, everything is gone in one day. Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to figuring out the world that I'm in right now. Um, mm-hmm. I worked with tons of mentors, paid a small fortune to learn from some of those people. <laughs> and I'm really happy that all of those things happened because that's how I got to, to what I do right now. And I'm really enjoying my, my day-to-day right now and, and the things we're, we're looking to do in the future as well. Dude, what a huge journey, Moran. And talk us through this, man. I mean, like coming in, you build an app and it's doing well. And then Apple, the giant, right, comes in and goes, no, can't do that anymore. And then like you, you breathe through how you went from that app building company and then eventually going to, into buying businesses. I mean, talk us through that shift here, man, where like, you know, did something go in your, in your head? You're like, you know, I'm tired of trying to do a startup. And I, I might as well just go buy something that exists and just crush it and make it even bigger. Talk us through this yeah. whole journey. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's funny, that app company, I actually bought an existing app that was already existing. Uh-huh. So you could say it was kind of like a small buyout. Um, mm. And what I did was basically, 
I just got in a better developers, better designers, mm-hmm. and a better marketing systems to promote that app. Wow. What happened? So, so after what happened with Apple, what I realized, and obviously it took me some time to realize that, but mm-hmm. I just understood with myself that I don't like to do menial, repeatable day-to-day stuff, <laughs> and I'm not really good at managing people as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and obviously the, it took me time to learn that, but. <laughs> What I understand now is that I want to own businesses. I don't want to run businesses. And there is a very big difference between running a business day to day, being involved in everything pretty much, anything from hiring people, marketing, sales, support, um, pretty much everything that the Mm -hmm. business financials versus owning a business and having people who can do those things for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized that I want to do. And it just, for me, just more fun to be honest. It's also, I think, the, the perfect business for people who are ADD, who just want to be involved <laughs> in many things at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because I get to speak to really, really interesting people, people from all type of sectors of mm. industries, and I get to know different businesses and how they work, and I just find it fascinating. So mm. yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Wow, man! I love and I'll, I'll just, I'll just yeah. add, 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 add and, and, and continue your question. Yeah. The way I got to do what I do now is it's funny because it's actually started from watching TV shows like Shark Tank and you know, <laughs> Dragons Den and, and yeah. The Profit. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember seeing those TV shows and I was like, damn, I, I want to do that. I want to do exactly what they're doing. I want to be involved in multiple businesses. I want to, um, again, own businesses and I don't want to run businesses. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at some of the... Uh, I don't know if you, you probably are you familiar with the, the profit the, the TV show? Uh, with no, I haven't heard of that from uh, yeah, yeah. Australia. So I, I, first of all, I highly suggest it. Uh, I think uh-huh. it's a great, great TV show about business. It's um, the guy who's running that show. His name is Marcus Lemonis. I, I think he's a billionaire. Last time I heard, but mm-hmm. he's basically every every show is going to a different business. He is buying that business as he, and he is showing in the show how he's turning that business around, how he's building better systems, better um, process, everything. Mm. product but then after his initial phase in that business he's not running the day-to-day he mm-hmm. got people running that business for him so mm-hmm. i remember seeing that and i was like that's what i want to do that's what led me to, to do what i'm doing right now oh dude man I, that sounds like like the thing i really gotta go in and look at and i'm just sitting in awe man because that's all i want to do right all i want to <laughs> do is come in put in systems and then get someone else to run it and so this is why, I, dude, man, when I saw your profile, I was like, I'm excited to meet this guy, right? And and pick your brains and talk us through this, Moran. I mean, like, you know, for some of the business owners here who are listening, right? They're the ones that are running the business as well. And what's your advice? What do you see when you're buying a business for a first time, right? And not the first time, I guess, when you're looking at like your potential uh, prospects, right, to buy. I mean, what, what are the, some of the key things you look at first if, you know, say someone wants to do some, something similar to like what you're doing, man? So there, there are a few things to look at. It depends on what, what angle. So you're asking what do I look for in a business that I'm potentially looking to buy? That's basically... Uh, more for like, let's say, I mean, you're, you'll be in a different position from other people, right, who are just starting out. And so if yeah. you were mentoring a kid, let's say, for example, who wants to buy, right, what would you tell them and what would they have yeah. to look out for? Yeah. So first, I'll I'll tell them that it's possible because uh, <laughs> most people most people just don't know that it's possible to go and buy a business with little little or no money down at all. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's very similar to buying a real estate. Yeah. You you need money, but it's not it's not have to be your money. So the way we do it is we go and we use the business 
its assets and yearly cash flow to basically finance that acquisition. Um, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you have your own personal capital that you want to play with, that's awesome. It's just going to make things easier. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just need to find businesses that got um, enough assets for you to leverage, and mm-hmm. that's how you can buy that business. And the way it works is you basically go to a bank and you tell them, hey, here's a business I'm looking to buy. Right. Here are the assets that we got for that business. And business assets could be anything from um, real estate, cash, uh, receivables, inventory, everything mm-hmm. that you have on a, on a balance sheet. Mm-hmm. And we go to the bank and we basically tell them, hey, we want to buy this business. How much money can you give us? Mm-hmm. And based on that, you can go back to the business owner and start the negotiation process. Mm-hmm. And you know how much you can pay them versus how much they want for the business. And then you just try to find a win-win scenario for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also add and say that most people out there, um, they try to build a startup. And <laughs> the reason that they're doing that is just because that's what people are, that's what people are talking about and teaching. Everyone you look at out there is like a, a guru or a mentor is talking about, Hey, find what you're passionate about and start a business on that. Mm-hmm. And what I'm, what I would say to a young kid is just know that there's another option mm-hmm. and that other option is to go and buy an existing business mm-hmm. that's already making profit, already making um, sales every year, already got a list of clients, brand recognition, track record, and mm-hmm. you can go, and literally make money from day one of the business mm-hmm. versus if you start a startup, I mean, you know, so first of all, just look at the stats out there. Um, read books like The E-Myth. Most yeah. businesses, they, they fail in the first year. I don't remember the exact stats, but at least like 90% of businesses fail within the first five or 10 years, right? If I'm, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. What we do, is really skip that startup phase. We go for businesses that's already existing for at least five to sometimes even 10 and 20 years. Mm-hmm. They grow up very slowly. And I mean, the, the chances of those businesses to fall down is, is almost none. So we buy those businesses. We make money from day one whenever we decide to buy them. Mm-hmm. Versus if you have a startup, I mean, unless you're raising capital, mm-hmm. uh, there's, it's going to take you a while to make money. And that's why I think it's important for people to know that there's another option. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that there's anything wrong with creating a startup, especially if it's something you're passionate about, mm-hmm. but just know that you can take that passion and go buy an existing business in that sector that you're already passionate about. Mm, gotcha, gotcha, Moran. And tell me this, right? So you say, let's get that list of assets of that company, right? Or the business, and then you take that to the bank. I mean, like, obviously, to get that list of assets, you have to have already approach the business owner saying, hey, I'm considering buying your business. For me to make that decision, I need, you know, what, like a list of your assets and your, your balance sheet and, you know, all the other, these other financial things. Is that how you usually go about doing it? Yeah, so uh, the process is, is pretty straightforward. First of all, you want to target people who potentially will sell the business because otherwise you'll, you'll just waste tons of your time. So you could, and the way I'll start step by step. So the yes. way you find those businesses mm-hmm. uh, is first of all, you have brokers, same way as like real estate. You have people who uh, list, list basically um, businesses who are mm-hmm. for sale. Mm-hmm. But secondly, you can treat this process like any marketing process. Mm-hmm. So if you have a business, you need to, go and build marketing systems to bring in leads. Mm-hmm. The, same, the same process is here, just that you're coming from the angle of a business buyer. So mm-hmm. we're using anything from social media, direct mails, 
um, funnels, different marketing <laughs> campaigns, everything, LinkedIn, Facebook, like, like everything, right? Yeah, so you want to yeah. build yourself a funnel of mm -hmm. those list of businesses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then ideally, at least for me, my target market is all those baby boomers who potentially looking to retire. Right. So that's why you know that they want to exit, right? They're looking for some kind of exit strategy. If not mm -hmm. today, then two, three, four years. Mm -hmm. And we can structure a deal where we can pay them over those few years so that in three or four years when they want to retire, mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll become that business owner 100%. Mm -hmm. So we go, we approach those businesses, we have an initial conversation, mm -hmm. um, we build some kind of rapport with them. And okay. that's, a really, that's a really important phase. So you want to build rapport and show the owner that you're the safe pair of hand because I've heard horror stories of big, big companies come into businesses and tell them, hey, I want to buy your business. And as soon as the owner is potentially looking to open his books, mm -hmm. that big company is offering all of his clients double salaries to take them out. They basically steal their clients, um, steal their employees, everything. So they destroy their business before they even bought the business. Oh, but what, what I try mm -hmm. to do is whenever I talk to the business owner is, to just position myself at the safe pair of hand as mm -hmm. someone who take care of the employees and mm -hmm. take care of the brand, the heritage, all that stuff. Because mm -hmm. in the end of the day, that business, I mean, to that owner is like, it's like his baby. Yeah. So it's really important. It, 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 it's, yeah. So it's really important to just um, show that you're going to take care of that business as much as him. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. You build rapport. And then as soon as you build rapport, obviously you want to, it's like you can't buy a house before you, you, you look at it. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so same goes here. After you build some report and you see mm -hmm. that there's interest from him, yep. um, you, you're asking for basic financials. And like you said, everything like um, latest balance sheets, last three years of accounts, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, we, when we have that, we can look at the, the, at the financials and then we can go to banks or institutions or um, investors, or if you want, you can use your own personal capital. And then mm -hmm. we can start the negotiation phase of um, basically you making an offer the mm -hmm. seller is either accepting or not. Mm, wow, dude, man. You make it sound so simple. It's so, so enticing. Just like, just go in and do it. <laughs> and tell me this, Moran. I mean, like, obviously, you're not targeting every business in the world out there, right? And how do you look at the business? And I'm just intrigued, like, honestly intrigued. Like, how do you look at the business and go, hmm, I could do this better. And then because we change this, 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 then it's going to make more money. Like, how do you decide to define that? Like, do you spend like a month in the business watching everyone do everything or how do you usually do it? Mm -hmm. So first of all, whenever you make an offer to buy a business, mm -hmm. you have a, an exclusivity period for due diligence. And yes. that's usually a period of two months. And you're not obligated to buy that business after those two months. So you can go and look at everything in the business during those two months and then mm -hmm. decide, do I want to buy the business or or, or do I, I want to move on to the next one. Yep. Um, so that's a good period for you to know. Um, and obviously you just look at things before that. I mean, mm -hmm. for example, if you see a business, if you, if we find someone who's looking to sell his business and you find out that the business is highly uh, dependent on the owner. So yep. let's say the owner want to exit and mm -hmm. you're like, Hey man, I want to buy your business. But then you find out mm -hmm. that if the owner is leaving the business, there, there's no business. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a one key indicator you want to look at. Um, you want to look at things like reoccurring revenues. Um, all those little things in the business are going to, first of all, determine the valuation for that business. And mm -hmm. secondly, going to determine what things you could do better or, or if there's not 
anything you could do better. So things like even just basic things in marketing, right? So every business I'm looking at, many of them, they focus on one product. So yeah. for example, if you go to that business and you provide a, an additional product with some kind of cross-selling opportunity or mm. some kind of an upsell, that alone could bring in another additional 30% Oh, wow. of um, mostly to the, your bottom line profit to your business mm-hmm. just by changing that. Mm-hmm. Um, most, most businesses that I look at, they got no connections with their existing customers. <laughs> so they have sometimes a list of thousands of customers and yeah. they, never, they never message them, they never call them, they never email them, nothing. So all, all those little things in sales systems, marketing systems, sometimes um, HR, accounting, Sometimes people don't have any accounting systems at all. So mm-hmm. that alone, if you're just going to put systems in place, that's going to help the business. Mm, dude, man. I mean, it sounds like some of these businesses are really old, old, old school businesses, right? That aren't up to date. And then basically it sounds like you find them, you pick them, and then it's like, it's the opportunity to upscale them, right? To bring them into the modern age. And I love that you talk about if they sell just one product, if all you focus on is bringing in a second product, which is, in, you know, increasing the frequency, the, you know, because the hard, the most expensive thing that you can do in a business is go find a new customer, right? The cheapest way to make more money is to make that existing customer just buy more, right? Yeah. And so to, can you give us an example of where you've done that before, man? Because I'd love to understand like, you know, well, one of the businesses you've done that before where you just change, you just added these few things in. in. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the, the simple thing with my, let's just take my app company, for example. We had, mm-hmm. so we had the f- one version for that app. The app was free, right? So mm-hmm. you download the app for free and then we made money from just putting advertisement on the, in that app. Mm-hmm. We literally tripled the revenue by adding two things. One of them is to create an additional app, which was basically a premium app. So mm-hmm. people needed to pay $1 to download that app Mm-hmm. but they didn't have any advertisement on that app. Yep, yep. And secondly, they just had more content. Mm-hmm. So something like that is, is an additional revenue stream from, from day one. That's just an upsell for someone mm-hmm. who don't want to see advertisement in his app. Just go and create an app with, with no advertisement for him, but you just need to pay for that. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing we had upsells in the app. So if we had like an, an additional tricks or productivity tips that mm-hmm. if you wanted them, mm-hmm. let's say if you want another 50 productivity tips, pay another um, $1 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So those things alone could, could change everything for you. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I think it's also really important to, to understand where you want, what kind of upsells you want. So you don't want to have your upsells um, very far away from your initial product, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so for example, I talked to, a food distribution company this week yep. that business made uh, above 1 million year in sales mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they had this opportunity to go into completely different business that they knew nothing about literally nothing about mm-hmm. and that business almost fell down like literally they lost so much money and then after they wasted so much time into that new project they didn't know if they they want to focus on the new one or they want to focus on the old one and then you just mess things up mm-hmm. instead of finding um uh, uh, what's the word i'm looking for alternative products that are related to your existing product so anything mm-hmm. that got some kind of synergies or or anything that you could ask yourself what would the the what would the the the, the seller so there's, there's customers who are buying a product from you you yep. want to ask yourself what would the customer want to buy 
after you mine that initial one. Yeah. That initial what's, the, what's the next problem that they have? What's the next, exactly. Mm. Exactly. What's the next problem, or how can I support him even more and mm. and just charge for that more? Mm. So I'd say I'd say to begin with, just focus on one main product and mm. be the best at selling that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like for most businesses that I, I talk to, you can get to one million dollar in sales, like yearly sales, by just selling one good product. And I, I saw that in I'm talking, I talked to literally hundreds of companies in the last year or so. Mm. You could focus on just one product, be the best at that product, and just focus on selling that. After that, by all means, go and mm. and basically introduce different products that are related to those yeah. things. And and like we said, just make sure they're they're related to, to the initial one. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool, Moran. And this question popped into my head when you were talking about, you know, this, it's easy to get, like, you know, uh, funding, right, to buy the business from, you know, here's the list of assets this business has, blah, blah, blah. Let me, the, to my, in my head, and this is probably me being ignorant here, in my head I'm thinking that must mean that it has to be a, you know, brick-and-mortar store, right, with tangible assets. How does this apply when, say, someone wants to buy, you know, um, an online business, for example, right? Which, you know, it's hard to give you, you know, tangible assets to a bank. I mean, have you bought an online business before? And tell us how, how that works in terms of, you know, just getting the funding for that. Yeah, 100%. And that's a really good question. Um, in the end of the day, when I said a bank, I, I just gave a, a general word yeah. for a financier, financial institution. Yeah. But if you want to search, just literally search in Google, there are hundreds of different financial institutions that will loan you money based on literally anything. So you, you talk about online businesses. There are financial institutions that will loan you based on um, your reoccurring revenue. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say you can prove that that business had X amount of reoccurring revenue every year for the last year or two. Mm-hmm. You can get loans based on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, with, with online businesses, many times there are e-commerce businesses and you got tons of inventory. Um, there are financiers who's going to loan you based on cash flow. So literally yep. just by you proving some kind of profit or sometimes even revenue, you mm-hmm. can get loans on that, um, on merchant accounts. Like there's tons of different financial institutions that could loan you money based on the business you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, some would be easier to get, some would be harder to get. For some of them, they'll want you to sign personal guarantees for some yep. of them. They could use the, the, the assets as collateral or the business as collateral. So it's really up to you, first of all, how flexible are you and how, how much of a risk you want to take. Some mm-hmm. of them will want you to put some kind of personal capital as well just to, to, for you to show them that you're willing to risk something mm-hmm. as well because they're going to, to put some risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you could always go to um, investors who are going to take equity in the business, so either mm-hmm. angels or VCs or private equities or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, tons of options. It, it just really depends on the business you're looking to buy and literally just, just Google, right? Today you can just go and Google <laughs> for the type of finances you want. There are hundreds. There are, I'm looking at the medical deal, a deal in the medical space right now. Mm-hmm. And there are literally like 30 different financial institutions that specialize in lending money for just businesses in the medical sector. So yeah. there, there's everything, literally yeah. everything you want. Dude, I love that you know you brought you brought that answer for because then it really literally bl- opens up the, the can right that like you can there is there's no reason right if you spent enough time to research it and go find it you can find it there is something out there if even if the traditional means doesn't work 
right? There's always a way to make it work. And this is what I love about you, man. It's like, you're the guy that walks out there and you find a way to, for it to work, right? You're not there to just like, oh, my bank said no. Who cares, right? I'm going to go online, my Google and go find it. Right? And then someone will, will want to do it. That's awesome, dude. I love yeah. it. I love it. Exactly, man. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun thing. I'll just add and say, mm-hmm. even for people who have existing businesses, Mm-hmm. I think exploring this opportunity of growing your business by acquisition it, is something that many people don't do. And mm-hmm. if you like, just, just look at the biggest businesses in the world right now, all the biggest public companies like Facebook mm-hmm. and just take whatever public company you want. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the best way for them to grow right now mm-hmm. is by acquisitions. It's really hard to grow a business organically after some kind of a period. Yeah. And that's why you see Facebook making so many acquisitions like WhatsApp and uh, whatever, and Instagram and whatever companies mm-hmm. they bought, right? Mm-hmm. The reason is because for them, they have to buy companies to, to meet their shareholders' um, needs. Mm-hmm. But it's a great opportunity for a small business as well. So you could, you could literally, if you have an existing business in whatever sector, let's say you have an existing marketing business, right? Mm-hmm. You could grow by years worth of sales by going and buying a competitor of yours. So yes. let's say you're making a millionaire in sales. You could go and buy an existing marketing business that's already making a millionaire in sales. Mm-hmm. They got their own list of clients, their own track record, their own brand recognition. Mm-hmm. If you buy them, you'll grow by 100% mm-hmm. one day, just <laughs> in the day that you bought them. Versus growing organically is going to be much harder, especially after you're reaching some kind of um, there, there's always with small businesses, there's always some kind of a glass ceiling that you reach mm-hmm. that's really hard to break to get above yeah. unless you grow back positions. So this is just mm-hmm. another, another idea as well. Oh, wow, man. I, this just keeps opening up my mind to more possibilities. And I love it because, you know, I mean, I, a small business, you always think, ah, oh, no, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. But it's like, you're right. If, if you just, and this is like the other, the flip side of like collaboration. We always think about collaboration here with the guys I work with. And then it's like, well, what if someone doesn't want to collaborate and they just want to leave the business? Then we can just buy it, right? And then they grow that way. And yeah, I think this is quite interesting, man. I'm really enjoying this chat, Moran. And you know, it, it pains me, brother, that we got to start wrapping up the show, right? Because you know, just what you're sharing already is like just interesting, you know. And I know we could just keep going further and further in on this, but you know. As we go into wrapping up the show, we're heading into what we call the quick fire round, right? So quick fire questions. And I'm going to go into the first one here, man. This is my favorite one. It's what we call the, the, the time travel moment. It's our signature question. It's if, Moran, if you could go back to any moment in your life and talk to little Moran and give him one piece of advice, when would you go back to him? What would you tell him? Wow. Really, really good question. Um, wow. So what I'll tell him is probably think really well what you want to do in 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. Find, find someone who's already there and do whatever it takes to learn from them, that person, like literally everything. Mm-hmm. And the second thing would be just do whatever you can to, to enjoy your day-to-day as well. So make sure you enjoy the journey as well. I think both of those things are, are, are crucial. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Love it, love it. Next question I have for you, Moran, is, you know, if someone's thinking about, like, you know, joining your, doing something similar to what you're doing, buying businesses and scaling them up, is there a book that you 
recommend is like a total must read, right? If someone is looking forward to doing that, what, what book would you recommend then? Um, I wish there was a book about that. Like, like seriously, I, I, I didn't find a book that's, that's teaching that process yet, or at least mm -hmm. anything that's really worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, like personally, I spent, like I said, a small fortune to learn from people one-on-one -on -one from VC managers mm -hmm. and uh, former M head of M&A's companies. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say, yeah, I, if you really want to get into this world, literally, I'm happy, just email me. Like for me, I'm happy to give equity in companies that truly buy for people who help me find those businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, so, either me or anyone else, just go and find someone who's actually doing that. I think you're going to learn much more by doing that than by mm -hmm. learning or reading about it. It's like, you're going to learn, you're going to learn more in 10 minutes of, so, so everyone out there is talking about reading the books, right? And books yeah. are great. Mm -hmm. you learn, if you want to learn how to drive a car, you will learn more by driving 10 minutes than mm -hmm. by reading hundreds of books about driving a car, right? Or anything else. So I'd say, or playing tennis or just take whatever, whatever out there or like mm -hmm. swimming. So just, just go jump to the water, find someone who's actually doing that and just be next to him. That's the mm -hmm. best way to learn. Great, man. Great. Awesome. Uh, the next question I have for you, man, is, you know, Moran, I mean, like you've, you've done it in like the app space, you've done it in you know, many other areas of your life and, and continue to do it with growing your businesses. I mean, like what does true wealth look like for you, brother? And, and you know, what's that, what's that picture look like to be a, you know, truly wealthy in your, in your space? I think in the end of the day, the, 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 the most important thing is to enjoy your day to day. And, mm -hmm. and I'm, I seriously believe that um, there are even, um, I mean, I heard somewhere that above 70 grand a year or so, mm -hmm. your happiness level is not going to raise up if mm -hmm. you're going to make more money. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's just really important to learn to enjoy your day to day. Just find what will excite you today, what will make you have fun today. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're focused on that, I mean, you, you'll, you'll do good. Oh man, and I can attest to that because I used to be in a corporate job earning more than that, and and it, after that point, it's like that extra money doesn't mean anything, right? Extra money doesn't actually make you ten times more happier. And so exactly. I, I love your point, man. And what do you do, Moran? Then what is what what do you do in your day to day that keeps you excited or happy and enjoying it? I love to know. That's a that's a really good question. There are tons of things that I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. I I talked. To, I talked against books, but I'm, I'm trying to read every day. I, I try to, uh, I'm doing, you know, the regular things. I try to meditate. I try to ask myself tons of questions every day. So I literally have mm -hmm. notifications asking myself um, what would be fun, what would excite me. Um, wow. just, just daily reminders to be more aware. I think that's, that's what will, will make you focused. Oh, awesome, dude. Awesome. And Moran, man, I mean, this has been an awesome chat and I love for us to share here. I mean, like we've covered a lot on here, right? So much more than I ever thought we would. And so is there anything else you want to share with the audience here that we weren't able to cover on the episode today? Nothing specific that comes up to mind. I'd say just, just enjoy, enjoy your journey, enjoy your day to day. I think that's the most important thing, really. And I wish I, wish I knew that like a few years ago because I remember some of the times where I made literally tons of money every day and either with the app project or with mm -hmm. other project, and I didn't enjoy my day-to-day, -day, mm -hmm. uh, it's it just not worth it. Seriously, mm -hmm. it's not worth it. In the day. So you got to find things that will make you have fun mm -hmm. and enjoy your today. And mm -hmm. then, I mean, everything else we're gonna, is going to fall into place. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Awesome. And so, Moran, where's the best place for the people who are listening or watching this to connect with you so they can learn more about your work? 
Um, yeah, so if you have questions about this sport, just feel free to email me. Um, my personal email is uh, moran, it's M-O-R-A-N at abbassets.com. Um, mm-hmm. If you either have an existing business you're looking to sell, mm-hmm. I'm happy to look at it. Mm-hmm. Or if you, if you potentially want to explore the sport of buying businesses, um, like I said, I'm happy to give equity to people who help me uh, find deals or, or, or things like that. So that you could have the opportunity to watch me while I do things. Mm. Awesome, man. What an opportunity, man. I'm like sitting there like, if you're not taking that up, guys, then, man, you're missing out on a huge ship here. So, Moran, we'll add that into the show notes, man. And I just want to say thank you again, brother, for jumping on and sharing your wisdom here because it's truly like something brand new that I haven't heard and thought and heard about from, you know, other people here that we've had on the show. So, thank you for jumping on, mate. No worries, man. I really appreciate it. I had a really great time. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. And so guys, this wraps up another episode of the Forge Your Life podcast here today with the investor himself and the systemizer, the scaler himself, Moran Bear. And I want you to know this. I know Moran doesn't want this to be a secret. I don't want this to be a secret. This strategy must go out there because not everyone's meant to be a startup creator. Not everyone's meant to be in a job. This is an opportunity for you guys to grow further. And I want this to go out there. Moran wants this to go out there. So go into iTunes, rate the show, right? If you've learned a lot here from just this episode alone. Of course, you can get the show notes and the resources that Moran has shared here over at richardfood.com. And remember, go out there, go live with love, guys, and go smash it. And I'll see you again on the next one. You've been listening to the Forge Your Life podcast with Richard Fu. Remember to head on over to richardfood.com for more information and subscribe.